0: Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the fan-sided podcast network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick.
1: All right, welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for the Vikingage.com. I'm your host Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for the Viking Age. Before we get started today, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter. And Facebook, the site's username on Twitter is at the Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash the Viking Age. All right, on today's show is Jay Rigdon. He writes for Awful Announcing and the comeback, among other things, and he also roots for the Chicago Bears uh you know, bless his heart or whatever they say. <laughs> These days. So he is here to help us uh, learn a little bit more about the Vikings' upcoming opponent. The Vikings and Bears will play. Uh, currently, the game is scheduled for Monday night, 7.15 uh, Central Time. Uh, COVID, I guess, pending because the Bears, I think, have 14 players right now on the COVID list. He just placed some more players on there today, uh, which is Sunday. So uh, just welcome to the show, Jay.
0: Thanks, man. It's good to be here. Um, it's you know definitely hard to keep track of the uh, the ongoing COVID updates for both teams. Like I never really know. what's
1: yeah, going Yeah, for sure. It's um. I get, I'm gonna say I'm. I think they're lucky that the game is on Monday because I think they probably would have been one of the uh, rescheduled teams as well because the numbers getting seems to be getting pretty high for for the Bears because um, they they did what the Browns and the Raiders are Monday night now, and the Rams and Seahawks are Tuesday. Tuesday. And There's yeah. another team too, wasn't it? Uh, I think it's Washington and Philadelphia are Tuesday, as yeah. well. So yeah, lots of fun stuff this time of year. Uh, but but the Bears. So so Matt Nagy, he's the head coach still. He's surviving, um, but I I think it's safe to say he's expected to be fired after this season. How would you describe the Matt Nagy era in Chicago?
0: (laughs) Um, I think disappointing is probably the the most charitable way to put it. I know until this season, he always kind of had the, hey, he's never had a losing season in Chicago. hanging his hat on. That's what his defenders would say, ignoring the fact that I think there were a couple eight and eight years in there. And that's mm-hmm. how we did that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also always tough when a coach comes in and starts out with like a fantastic first season, like coach of the year caliber season in 2018. Um, but I think considering how things have gone since then, it's kind of easier now to kind of look back and see some of the earlier cracks forming with that mm-hmm. run even. And you can kind of see how, Maggie's various quirks and deficiencies have sort of worked against him over time, and you can see how we got to this point. Uh, but I am ready for the Nagy era to it's over <laughs> for sure. So,
1: what would you say? It was the the turning point for the maybe the end of his run in Chicago.
0: Yeah. Um, well, for me personally, as a as a fan and more you know observer, it was the. <laughs> And I jumped on this quicker than maybe most people did, and maybe unfairly, but now I feel vindicated. It was the uh massive post-Cody Parky kicker search in that mm. training camp that offseason mm-hmm. when he had like, I don't know, seven or eight kickers mm-hmm. in and they had various workouts and competitions. I remember the story about him like pausing practice and having all the kickers try the exact same kick that Parky missed in that playoff game, the double doink hmm. from that distance and from that hash. And at that point, I was like, "Wow, he is—he's really overthinking this. At this point, like, <laughs> yeah. he is not letting this go. It's
1: one kick, this dude. Is
0: it. Yeah, it's totally in his head. Like, you—you you moved on from the kicker. You don't need to sort of bring everyone back to this. And yeah, then that season went poorly, and the Trubisky era, which was always a weird fit anyway, mm-hmm. ended poorly. And then this off season, though, I think was the real turning point for a lot of people with the Andy Dalton Justin Fields
1: mm-hmm. uh, dynamic QB one,
0: yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, <laughs> like I I know he didn't send that tweet, uh, but like it's it was such a weird, weird way to approach mm-hmm. you know the possible addition of a franchise player, and like it was just it seemed flawed on many levels, and I feel like that's been borne out through the season. Um, and that's not just hindsight. So, yeah, I think he, he's overstayed his welcome for a lot of
1: people. Yeah. Like, it's pretty obvious when you when you hear a coach and it's pretty obvious to tell that they're not, you know, being truthful to you. Like, do we really believe that you think Andy Dalton is the best quarterback uh, for this team instead of Justin Fields? You know, we we understand that Justin Fields didn't have a lot of experience, but Andy Dalton wasn't, you know, he was the backup for the Cowboys – um, I think most assumed he would be the backup for the Bears, but then they were like, "Oh, he's he's QB one," and they still had what? Nick, they still have Nick Foles on their roster too, right? Yeah. <laughs> so somewhere in there, he's you know he's he's getting a paycheck. Um, <laughs> a
0: big
1: one. So. <laughs> Do you think the Bears would have benefited from firing Nagy earlier this season?
0: Earlier in the season? Yeah, like um,
1: mid-season instead of waiting um, until the end of the year. Maybe maybe they would have a an opportunity to get to the playoffs if they would have let Nagy go
0: um i don't i don't know about that they might have been better off in the sense that they could have gotten more of a jump on the head coaching search Mm -hmm. um, for next season but i think this roster is flawed to the point that i don't know that any real coach could have come in and done like there are there are things that Nagy's done in season two that have been Mm -hmm. clearly you know like wow what what are you thinking (laughs) you're not you're not maximizing your chance to win here Mm -hmm. um but I think the the state of the team is such that like I just don't I don't, there's not enough talent there I don't think to really compete like especially in a division that has you know the Packers playing so well like you're basically locked into a wild card fight at that point if you wanna, for sure. if you want to try to make the playoffs and that just becomes tough but
1: for sure and they've and the Bears have had a bunch of injuries this year too right with Cleo yeah Cleo they've Mac been pretty injury. banged
0: up yeah Max Max Dunn he was never really he didn't look like himself for
1: most right. of the season. Yeah. Well, and Robert uh, Quinn
0: has been amazing. So it's kind of like replaced that.
1: Right. And Tariq is a uh, Tariq Cohen. Is he hurt too?
0: Cohen hasn't played um, their You know, they've, they had to bring in Jason Peters to play left tackle off the right. fishing boat. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they've had a lot of other injuries through the year. Um, you know, Dalton and Fields have both been hurt at different times. Yeah. So Nagy's well-crafted plan was thrown out the window immediately anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, I think, but I think you can say that for every team. Like, no team is perfectly healthy. Um, you're always, especially with COVID, with COVID missing missing games because of that. Like, it's, yeah. you know, it's also in flux. But, like, I just don't think they really had much of a chance this season. Um, which is why I actually think they might have benefited from moving on before this season. Right. Uh, but I think once you started the year with this staff and this, this front office, there really wasn't much that would have been saved, I guess.
1: Yeah. Um, so, you know. When that opportunity comes to look for a next head coach for the bears uh what what sort of head coach do you think the bears should be looking for? you know maybe more as someone from the defensive side of the ball offensive you know maybe someone who's maybe on special teams who's you know not gonna be you know tied down to one side of the field
0: yeah, that's a good question. I think a lot of people um who follow the bears and who cover the bears and like would say the conventional wisdom is that they need to get like an offensive guru play caller type in. Um, And that's what, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And that's also exactly, it's like, we've had two of those in a row now in Chicago, Mm -hmm. That hasn't worked out very Mm -hmm. well either time. Mm -hmm. So I think the real key, if I was picking would be to just, Really understand like what the role of the head coach is. Like, if you find a guy who can be a great head coach and call the plays and be an offensive innovator, then yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Like, I don't know that that one name is out there Mm -hmm. Um, that's like jumping to the top of the page. Yeah,
1: Bill Belichick, just get him. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, just (laughs) like uh, yeah, but like or even like a you know like no one saw like the Cliff Kingsbury hire coming, and he's done it right. So like it's, I just don't really trust the Bears as an organization to sort of, you know, if they're going to go off the board for a candidate, they have a bad track record of going off the board for like Mark Trestman. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's so, yeah, like I, if, if it is an offensive guy to pair with fields, that's what a lot of people are going to focus on. Um, That's what they focused on after Trubisky's rookie season when they fired John Fox and brought in an offensive guy. So Yeah. Uh, I may have said they had two offensive guys in a row and I forgot about John Fox. I forgot the John Fox era actually happened <laughs> until just this second talking to you about it. I had managed to forget.
1: That's probably, but, yeah. that's probably a good idea though.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so, well, they've, and so that's the other thing is they, they've gone that route too. They brought in like the, the veteran, you know, solid head coach with mm-hmm. a lot of experience mm-hmm. to, you know, set up the locker room and that had its merits too. I think at the start, especially with building a staff and hiring staff. how so they got Vic Fangio as defensive coordinator, for example. But, yep. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like it's, I I really don't, I really don't know what to say about like,
1: there's a lot of work that needs to be done. It sounds like,
0: yeah. Like I, like I think a lot of it depends on if they move on from Ryan Pace to as GM
1: or head of
0: operations um, because then that guy's going to have a big say and he's going to want to bring his own person in. Um, So yeah, (laughs) there's a lot up in the air. I just hope they find someone um, competent who like, you know, I don't know. That's what we all. I hope they find someone
1: competent. I feel I like know that they really it, have. But. It just came to mind, but I feel like Greg Roman would be a, a good, maybe a good choice for the Bears considering what he's done with Lamar Jackson and then his experience um, with the Ravens and how John Harbaugh runs things. I feel like that could maybe be a good fit for the Bears. Maybe almost too good because I don't want the Bears to be good because I root for the Vikings. <laughs> uh, but that just came to mind as, as someone who could possibly go in there. I don't think he's been a head coach before and he was also with uh, the 49ers during the, the Harbaugh era when they had Kaepernick and stuff too. So he's, he's got experience with guys like with fields who can move around and stuff. So maybe that's the guy they'll bring in. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, someone like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So what would your reaction be if the Bears hired Mike Zimmer to be the team's <laughs> next head coach? Mike, let's say Mike Zimmer gets fired. Matt Nagy gets fired. The Bears are like, little musical chairs yeah yeah go. mike mike yeah. zimmer is good or, or mike zimmer wants to like get revenge on the vikings He was a good defensive coach led the vikings to the nfc championship or whatever you know let's let's bring him in see he's got experience in the division he's seven and seven against the packers all time which is which was a great record for bears fans to hear because i think they're like one and seven or something during the neg era against the packers yeah um so what, what would your reaction be if the bears hired mike zimmer to be their next head coach He's from Uh, Illinois too. He's from. Yeah, uh, he's like an hour. He grew up like an hour away from Chicago or something.
0: I'm gonna be honest. It feels kind of like you're trying to push him on (laughs) me here. I feel like you're just trying to sell him. Like you're trying to get rid of an asset. Like you're like, yeah, you know, Mike Zimmer is great. He's He's only 65. Yeah, he's got plenty of time. (laughs) Um, I don't know. The Zimmer era in Minnesota has felt weird, like for me Mm -hmm, as mm -hmm. you know, a fan and sometime observer. Um, Mm -hmm. I haven't watched them play a lot this year. I was actually thinking like in my head the bears had played the vikings already this season because no. it's already almost christmas and they had not like that's a weird quirk of the schedule mm-hmm. so i actually haven't gotten to see much of them
1: um, always week 17 though it feels like yeah or i guess week that's 18 now
0: yeah. one of the, yeah exactly they they backloaded it for that
1: yeah um,
0: <laughs> it's i don't know like zimmer he seems quirky to me like from what i've from oh, what yeah. i've seen like he seems like he knows what he's doing he in knows. terms of defense um and it seems like he has some buy-in from players. Like he's had more success than Nagy has in Chicago for sure. Um, But at the same time, like I think that would be a tough sell to a lot of bears fans, considering how it's gone in Minnesota. Um, Mm -hmm. I think they would prefer to either have something like something a little, I don't know. It's not really fair because I don't necessarily advocate for like a shiny new head coaching candidate. Like that's the next new big thing. Isn't always the best thing. But like in this case, I think that might be, that would maybe be a slight disappointment. Um, (laughs) I don't know. What do you think? What do you think about Zimmer as a future head coaching candidate? Like,
1: do you think he's? he's Oh, I think I think he's going to get. If he gets fired, I think he's going to get interviews. Um, At least, you know, you look at the Jaguars as a place like that. That's probably looking for someone to pick up all the pieces that just you know exploded everywhere in the last few months with Urban Meyer doing that thing and then there's a couple other places that you know could look to someone because Zimmer the thing with Zimmer is you know the Vikings were never terrible and you know I don't know how many head coaches can say that especially you know guys who've never been head coach before they're always competitive they're always in there they might not be get to the level like that people want them to be where, you know, they're constantly competing for a championship, but they're always, it feels like they're always in it. Even last year when their defense was, was terrible, they still finished seven to nine. You only know, started one and five and they won like five or six in a row. So they're always competitive. Um, the one thing with him is that it feels like his, his defense is kind of on the way out the way that, he likes to run things. He's very specific with with how you know players need to follow the details and everything. And when it comes to like young players these days, there aren't a lot of them that are gonna be like, yeah, sure, I'll I'll do it your way. Like there are a lot of them are gonna like, I'm gonna do this thing my way. You know, I, I, this is how I got to the league and stuff. Because that's kind of what they ran into with Bashad Breland, who was released on Saturday after getting into a fight with players and and coaches. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's always a um, good sign. Yeah, and he typically doesn't play young players because he wants them to learn the system and and get the details down and things like that. So, but I don't think it would be terrible for like a team like the Bears or or the Jaguars to hire. I look at organizations like like the Bears or like the Giants or something that look at someone like Mike Zimmer and they're like, you know, he can come in here and kind of just get us stable and get us competitive and maybe, you know, we can get the right players in here to get us over the hump. So maybe teams look at him like that. So I just thought of the Bears because he's from Illinois and stuff and yeah, he's in the NFC North already. And I just that came to mind the other day. I'm like, what and then, you know, he's one who likes to hold grudges. So I could see him going to Chicago and being like, can't wait to go to US Bank Stadium and beat those Vikings. Um yeah, I could see him absolutely. doing that. Um and that would okay. kind of be sorry, Adam. No, you go ahead.
0: It would kind of be like that. Would kind of be like the John Fox hire that the Bears made after Tressman went poorly, um, where they felt like they had to really bring you know a veteran coach in uh, to kind of steady the ship and like fix some of the culture issues that were broken and things like that. And you know, there's there's maybe value to that. I think given the way the Fox hire panned out, though, I think it's it's important Mm -hmm. to get the right guy in there too. Um, And I think going back and combining this with Zimmer, like I think adaptability would be the one trait that I would want in a head coach at yeah. this point. Like yeah. I think being yeah. able, like you look at guys like John Harbaugh or Mike Tomlin, um, not just Belichick who have like been around for decades and mm-hmm. done such a great job and stayed relevant and at the forefront of, you know, football decision-making like, and I think what the bears did with like Nagy, um, they brought in a guy who was maybe that at some point, I don't know, but like he's <laughs> never really evolved or adjusted. Um, And I think football moves so fast now. Uh, There's so many new concepts and new ideas and innovations at all times. But I think it's important to have someone who understands that just because something has worked doesn't mean that it's going to work. And, like, you know, being married or wedded to a system, I'm not sure that's what you're saying Zimmer is with his defense at all. But, like, it's a little scary to me at that
1: point. Yeah, he doesn't – he says he's made changes and stuff over the years. But when it comes down to, you know – if things aren't going right, he's going to go back to his roots or whatever and go back to what he thinks works. So yeah, he's, he's pretty much married to what he's been running. Um, speaking of reactions, what was your reaction to the bears drafting Justin Fields earlier this year? I was, I was pumped,
0: man. Yeah. Like I, I didn't think that was going to happen. Um, like when they, I don't know, I don't know what you do on draft night. I, I was watching as a fan. And so I tended to like, I like unplug from Twitter. I don't want to be spoiled ahead of time. It's like one of my little, like I was watching it with my brother. (laughs) Good for Um, you. Yeah. Like, you know, not like the whole time, but like like, 20 minutes before like the pick, but like, I wasn't at the point, like I wasn't expecting the bears to jump up and I Mm -hmm. looked up and they were on the clock and I was like, Oh wow. -hmm. So it's either for fields or Mac Jones. And I Mm -hmm. wanted it to be fields. I know Jones has been good too. Um, But like I was, my main reaction though, once they got him was that I hope they don't mess it up. (laughs) and you could argue that they've maybe started that Mm -hmm. a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have any long-term concerns at all with him. Uh, He's been pretty clearly, like when he's out there, like the best offensive player they have. Mm -hmm. So like, even as a rookie, even in a weird flawed system with not a ton of talent around him, like you can see why he, like why he was so highly valued. And like, I'm excited for that. So like, he's, it's the best i felt about a Bears draft pick in a long time. Um, so, yeah, that part is good. I just hope they manage to actually get what he needs around him in time.
1: Does the Bears quarterback history influence your expectations for Fields at all?
0: Uh, in or which you, way? Like, like, as, in, uh, like, as in like there's a low bar or as in like, yeah, expecting like, him to fail like that, everyone else?
1: But, that Their track record probably isn't the best when it comes to quarterbacks. And I don't know how much that has to do with ownership or general management and stuff like that. But bears not known for having the the best quarterbacks. Jay Cutler's maybe the best one. The last 30 yeah. years.
0: <laughs> yeah, def- definitely the best one since I've been watching the team, yeah. um, which says a lot in every <laughs> direction. Like, it, I don't know. Like, and bears fans hated him. So like a lot yeah. of them did anyway, yeah. um, which I, you know, I understand. But at the same time, I was like, <laughs> I never felt like he was appreciated for what he actually did on the field, but that's a whole different story. And now he's also
1: sounds like uh, someone in Minnesota. Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) Um, And on many levels too, it seems Mm -hmm. like, but um, yeah, the, yeah, there's I'm concerned. I don't think just because they haven't gotten that right Right. for a very long time, it means they'll never get it right. Right. Um, But given all that was in place around him in terms of coaching and front office, direction and roster and like I was concerned because of that (laughs) like it feels like um and especially because how how hard like basically the formula in the NFL now is if you have a really talented rookie quarterback who can succeed right away you know you can build around him before he gets his you know his second contract and that's your window sort of and like the way the Bears were situated this year to me it was pretty clear that there wasn't that opportunity this year um, and then they played Andy Dalton anyway. So like, I don't, I don't know. It was, and didn't give Justin Fields any offseason reps with the, fla- the first team. Um, it, that, that was troubling. Uh, and that's, mm-hmm. that was when I was like, all right, this is being bungled at some point. I don't mm-hmm. know whose fault it is. So I think it's key. That's why I think this offseason is, is so key though, because I think yeah. you're making a lot of, a lot of decisions where even if, where you're going to have people in place for the next like two or three seasons, say, even. But those are two or three very important seasons for the franchise, given where yep. they fall for Fields and his development, and like what you can try to achieve with him. And so, it's it's a very key moment. Um, I wish I felt better about their ability to make those hires. Mm-hmm. Like I, but I'll say this: from what I've seen so far from Fields, um, and I'm not an expert or anything, but like if he doesn't succeed in Chicago, I don't think it will be. His fault, like okay. it will be, he will have been let down by everyone around
1: him. It's I feel like he makes a Chicago an attractive job, though Fields does at least because he's this young quarterback who has the, he's got a high, a high level of potential for sure. Um, I mean, he's a top fifteen pick for a reason. Um, so I think the Bears will probably have a bunch of interest in in that opening, and the Bears are just they're a uh, you know old franchise. Respected NFC North. They only got one Super Bowl, but you know it's more than a lot of teams. Um, yeah,
0: they've that Super Bowl does a lot of heavy lifting for the Bears oh, in yeah. terms of perception yeah. and historic. Without that, they're like the Browns, but in a major, <laughs> massive market. Or so, the Vikings. Like, yeah. Well, I I don't know, man. The Vikings. You've seen way more playoff victories. As, yeah, that's true. it's. I think it's a really different level of.
1: Like, jets, you could say the Jets too. I guess for yeah the Bears.
0: Yeah, that's that's probably a pretty good comp. It's it's <laughs> and which is sad, but I feel like the Bears escaped that coverage. I don't I don't think they get thought of that way mm-hmm. um, nationally. But yeah. I don't know. It's I think it will make it an attractive job, but it'll definitely open their options um, more so I would think than when you're coming off of year run with Mitch Trubisky in mm-hmm. 2018. Um, mm-hmm. So I think. Like I think there are I think that's why it's also such a key moment to like maybe take that step and you know, clean house now when you have the chance yeah. to do so. Um, so yeah, I hope I hope that is something that they're able to do. I hope they're able to get the right people in um, and then really have some kind of plan for the roster um, going forward. Because they're in good. a tough spot.
1: Plan's always yeah. good. Yeah.
0: yeah, you know. <laughs> It's, it's it's a lot to ask, I know, oh, to have yeah. some kind of plan. But it's, yeah, they're, they're an old team. They're a really expensive team. They're not a very good team. So it's, you know, it's time. It's time to change direction. For so. sure.
1: Oh, I I'm, I'm, I can guarantee you there's lots of people who are listening to this that feel the same way about the Vikings. <laughs> uh, so, you know, look, let's look at the Vikings from kind of the Bears kind of view. And I just want to get your opinion on, you know, how do Bears fans view Kirk Cousins?
0: <laughs> he's fine. Like I, I, it's like he'd be he'd be the best quarterback the Bears have had, maybe except for Fields. I think mm-hmm. like and he's accomplished more than Fields has, obviously. But I mean, if I'm taking one right now, I'm gonna take Fields. Uh, but yeah. like it's it's yeah. I don't know. Like he seems like.
1: Are you afraid of? He can him win the Vi- games. I was gonna like, say, are you yeah, but... when you see the Vikings on the schedule? Are you worried because Kirk Cousins is on the Vikings? Uh,
0: not typically, yeah. like. Yeah. But I'm more worried because, uh, he gets to play the Bears, so like it's <laughs> it's it's uh, <laughs> like when the but when so say like when the Bears had like their defense really rolling a couple years ago, or like you know yeah. since then they've had a couple of good defensive seasons and games. Like I, I always felt like you know he probably was not he's not at the Aaron Rodgers here obviously no. and I don't know that he is in the next year under him either but like I think he's competent and like he has good offense. he had like the the digs and feeling years were always pretty scary mm-hmm. to play against just because he had those weapons on like all over the place
1: mm-hmm.
0: and yeah so I think with talent around him he's he can he can definitely be like I don't feel like he he doesn't give a ton of... Like, he can't. They're bad games. But, like, I feel like he doesn't really beat the Vikings for you very often in no. the same way that I mean, maybe, the, like, you know... Beat the Bears. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, Mitch Trubisky would have or Nick Foles did last year.
1: Like yeah. Well, for whatever reason, whenever the Vikings go to Soldier Field every year, I feel like it doesn't matter what the Bears... Rec- like, people will look at the Bears and be like, oh, they're they're terrible this year. It's going to be an easy game. I'm like, it never is. Like, Soldier Field, it what, for whatever reason, whenever the Vikings go there... It's always a close game. I can't remember the last time there was a blowout between the Bears and the Vikings in Soldier Field. It always seems to be on prime time, which is great because, you know, it gets cold and it's outside for the Vikings, which is always good. Um, but I'll, I'll leave you with this. Heading into Monday's game, which player do you think the Bears should be worried about more, Dalvin Cook or Justin Jefferson.
0: I would say I, I think still Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Like it's like if if the Bears can if they're getting run on like that really like they're then they're really in trouble. Um like they're the the Bears secondary isn't great, obviously, just to put it in the minimum. So like that's always gonna be I think a a, a problem. So I, I'm not sure they could I'm not sure they could take like a lot of way anyway. And so then if Dalvin Cook is just gashing them constantly, then there's they're they're not gonna win. Like they don't really have the ability like to to do that. Like it shortens the game too, which hurts the Bears offense because the Bears need a lot of time to get down the field under Nagy. Um like it's you know, Fields can do explosive things and that's great. And he has done so. Um but I think when you get into like you know the outdoor elements in the winter time too that also makes it harder to have explosive plays. And so I think if you, if, if the Vikings are running the ball all over the place, then I just don't know what the bears can really do from that. Um, at that point.
1: Yeah, they did. The bears did just place uh, Jalen Johnson on uh, the COVID list today. So that might not help them. they one
0: plus defensive back. Yeah,
1: That might not help them when it comes to covering uh, Justin Jefferson. I think Adam Thielen is trying to play on Monday. So he might be, out there as well. Great. Um, <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> if you've watched a second of any Vikings game this year, you can you. There's no way you can be like, "Oh, it's going to be an easy win." If you watched any second of that Thursday night win they just had, where they're up twenty nine nothing, and they almost lost. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't care who's on the field for them and who isn't on the field for the Bears. Just you know, I expect Monday night to be close, no matter who's on yeah. the field. It's gonna be like Justin Fields coming out party. It's it's gonna be great. Can't wait. Um <laughs> but uh, that's all I got for you today. Where can people follow you on Twitter?
0: Yeah, you can follow me. Um I'm at J Rigdon5. So that's my name and then the number five. Uh, <laughs> very good. yeah. It's um <laughs> I have like a Roman numeral V in my I don't know. My family's very uncreative with naming. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't ask for it. So that's why I put it in there when oh, I was on do? Twitter. Yeah, like it's there for a reason, the five.
1: So like if you but wore a the, jersey, you'd you'd have a five on, on Oh, know. I think I'd have to.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so like it's but had I been smart and thinking ahead to a potential, you know, job in media, <laughs> I would have just gone with at J Rigdon at the <laughs> time and saved myself a lot of hassle. But yeah. now I can't. So yes, at J Rigdon five. Um you can read me an awful announcing mostly these days.
1: You write about you're about golf too, right?
0: Yeah, uh, I do. That's sort of like my my niche sport, yeah. I guess. Like um have written some things for the Golfer's Journal and I have a post at the Fried Egg and hopefully more there at some cool. point. And yeah, so if you like golf at all, I'm probably a decent follow. I don't <laughs> know how to pump myself up too much there. Really effusive in my self-praise with probably a decent follow.
1: I enjoy your, your tweets <laughs> during, during Bears games, so.
0: Oh, uh, thanks, man. I appreciate
1: <laughs> it. But, I get yeah, the. To- Get to feel the the displeasure with the bears through your point of view.
0: I've been watching it almost as like comedy this season. That's sort of how I've avoided any sort of fan angst because I just kind of enjoy watching them like bumble around and fall apart. For sure. Different in new exciting ways. Maybe that'll happen (laughs) Monday too. (laughs) All
1: right. Uh, Yeah, go check that out. Uh, Go check out his stuff on Awful Announcing and the Comeback. Go follow him on Twitter. Go follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to this podcast. On the Apple Podcast app or wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, we will talk to you later.
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early,